What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like Brian. Yeah, Brian. What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome into the show. It is the weekly dose for May 17th, 2017. My name is Brian Stone. Find it each and every Wednesday, your midweek download destination. Every now and again, something might pop up that it gets delayed. But generally speaking, that is not the case. Download it anywhere you download any podcast. It's the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible show in the city and quickly becoming one of the most easily accessible and downloaded shows in the entire region. Part of that is due to the fact of the live remote tour stops I've been having here recently, and I'll talk more about that here in just a minute. Went to Shaky Knees over the weekend. At the last minute, ran into a free ticket, which was pretty darn cool. I want to thank Brad Steiner with Hits 96 for taking care of me on that one. So I went down for an all-dayer. I have now been to Shaky Knees three years in a row, two in a more working capacity. This was nothing but just having fun uh, this, this year. Most of it was just having fun, but, you know, whatever. And so one full day, two or three years ago, one full day, one year ago, and then one full day this year, and crammed in a ton of music all three of those days over the course of those three years, and I, I I really dig it. Even though they denied me for a media pass this year, that's okay. You know what else they denied me? Well, I'll tell you about that coming up in the Stone's Throw segment here in a matter of a handful of minutes. And oh, I know we got already. You know, you're just bitter guy. We'll come in here. Uh, you didn't read the rules guy is going to get into this. This is your fault. Your stupid guy is going to get into this. And that's fine. I hear you. I mean, because I, I, Shaky Knees is all about keeping you safe, right? That's what it's all about. Safety. That's what it's about. Still looking to start doing a, a segment on the ChattanoogaTalks.com website every Wednesday. The podcast with an additional um, internet uh, radio station only segment. That will start in June. Speaking of shaking knees, too, I met this uh, dude from Germany, and it was one of the most rational, logical conversations that I've had with another human being in a long time. And uh, I, I was trying to see if I could get him on the show for this week, but he's been traveling for work. He actually he sets up the Ferris wheels that you see at festivals. I don't know if it's just one company or two companies that do it, so... I'm not sure, like Bonnaroo has one. I know Riverbend had one at one point, but so I'm not sure how many companies that do it, but he was just out at Coachella, and he sets up, I guess he's just kind of the supervisor for, for the construction of these Ferris wheels during the festival, and there was one at Shaky Knees, and he was in town for that. And we talked about a lot of really interesting stuff I'm going to talk about in the final segment of the show and uh, and, and eventually uh, have him on the show. So I enjoyed that very much. Coming up next week, I was going to do it today, but I'm going to give it one more week. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about the podcast Shit Town next week on the 24th because it is now, that would make it about two full months old. And if you're interested in listening to it, 
then you probably already will. And if you're not, you're probably not. I'm not going to do a major spoiler conversation or commentary on it, but there will be some spoilers. And there's been some things brought up by some of just friends of mine who are a spoken word podcast, you know, talk radio kind of uh, connoisseurs or at least consumers of. And there was kind of like an ethical approach that might have been a little iffy. And there's other people around the area of the of the city that is called Shit Town, Woodstock, Alabama, that didn't really like the way some of it came across as well. So I'm talking about that more next week. So if you're in the middle of it or you're listening to it, uh, try to be done by next week or don't listen to this podcast until you're done with the entire uh, Shit Town podcast because it is like seven hours long. It's, it's, it's very long. So I'll put that off one more week. And what else? Uh, CFC back in town, back playing here very soon. I will not be able to make it, though, because May 20th, I am going to be in Nashville for the Tennessee Brew Works block party that the Dead Deads are playing at and uh, several other bands. I don't have the list in front of me right now, but um, in my beer world life, they're, they're one of the products that we carry. And so they're like, man, you know, yes, please come on in. We'll take care of you. And uh, get you a spot. Uh, I'm going to take over. The Lightning 100 is doing a live remote broadcast. And then I'm going to take over that spot and do a live podcast there as well in Nashville with the Dead Deads. So the next podcast that comes out over the weekend, late May, is going to be with Scott Carney of Wax Fang. That was recorded live to tape at JJ's Bohemia. And then the Dead Deads that was recorded live to tape at the Tennessee Brew Works block party. So look for both of those. Those should be really, really fun conversations, and I know one of them is because it's already done with Scott Carney of Waxfang. Interesting um, guy, came comes from Louisville, hung out with My Morning Jacket, and kind of got his start because of his friendship with those guys. He talks about that, and uh, that'll be coming up here soon, so look for it. Still looking for that Bonnaroo miracle, bro, if you will. Uh, outside looking in still. 15 years now, I've been at Bonnaroo with credentials for 13 of those, and I'm still looking for that. I hope it happens. It might, it might not. But if you're one of my festival going buddies and you know of anywhere to look, help me to look and, uh, and can throw me a bone as to, to somebody who can help me out with some good uh, access, I certainly would appreciate it. It's my festival. It's my place. I got to be at Bonnaroo. And before we get to Stone's Throw, I'm going to tell you how much money it cost me being honest. So here's how much honesty cost me. They say honesty pays, right? Honesty pays. Well, the other day, the other week, the other month, however long back it was, I got a uh, a check in the mail and I've had some problems, not even that bad of problems, just a little bit of confusion. And most of it made sense once I got an explanation with my car and homeowner's insurance that I re-upped in July of last year. And one hand was paying the other, the other was taken from the the other guy. And it, 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 in the end, I, I hadn't paid them any money in a long time. And so, if anything, I was like, these guys, you know, are going to come knocking. I got to owe them some money. Well, I, I get a bill for like 400 some odd dollars, and I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I just want to know why. So, I call them up. They tell me. It makes sense. This was about a month and a half ago. And I pay the 400 some odd dollars. Then, like a week or two later, I get a check in the mail from the insurance company for $1,300. $1,304 to be exact. $1,300. And I'm just, what the hell? 
What, what is this? Why do I have this? I'm happy to have it, but why? And so I decide to take it initially and put it in the bank and just worry about it later. And then I forgot for a couple of days, and, and then I thought, you know what? This is bizarre. I got to look into this. So I give him a ring, and I said, hey, I got a check for 1300 bucks. I'm putting it in the bank tomorrow, I guess, but I don't really know what's going on here. I want to make sure everything's all right. And the lady looks and she says, yeah, yeah, well, here's what happened. You got this $400 charge here, and then there was a payment for the 16 something odd here, and then here, and then there. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. It's like, it's Charlie Brown's mom. Wah, wah, wah. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, fine. If, if, y'all, if y'all are satisfied, then so am I. And uh, we got done, and she was like, yeah, it's all good. Uh, no problems. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I've got 1300 bucks. And then about... 20 minutes later, I see my phone ringing, and it looks like it might be a number I should pick up because it looks like a similar number I just dialed, and I answered it, and it was the same lady from the insurance company telling me, uh, here's what happened. Yeah, somebody posted a payment for X dollars here. It had one number off in the account number. Therefore, it went to you, so you got the rebate and that's yeah that's that's not right so we're gonna put a a cancel uh, on that check and and i apologize for all the confusion and blah 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 blah. and in the end it was okay and uh you owe us 350 dollars something like that in the end my honesty cost me about 1654 dollars because had i deposited that check There's no telling how long it would have taken them to figure out where their error was. And at the end of the day, they wouldn't have been able to debit me back that money. It would have been something that they would have had to have written off and just been done with. Honesty pays. Ladies and gentlemen, honesty cost me $1,654. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? All right. Here we go. So I was at Shaking E's in Atlanta. About what? Three weeks to maybe right at one month away from official summer. One of the hottest areas in the country when you include humidity and the elements. The sweltering heat of Atlanta, Georgia. I fly solo to go hang out with a handful of different friends. And it was a, a really, really, really good time. Shaking Knees is a great festival. I mean, it just it just is. And really, any fest that's put on in Centennial Park is a really good festival. Part of that is because I know the lay of the land so well. But it, 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 it was fun. It was good. Except for this one little thing. So I'm heading on in. I get there right around um, 11.30 or, or closer to 12 noon, probably. And I stop into uh, Taco Mac to grab a, a bite real quick because there's really nothing else around. There's Dan Tana's, which is a little bit high-end pricing. And I don't want to eat festival food, so I just figure I'll go get a couple light beers and a sandwich. And um, and I had talked to the guy from Germany, which I'll get into the next segment. But then I head into the festival, 
and I've already uh, I've already lathered up pretty good with the with my spray sunscreen. I mean, this this is now what sunscreen is. I, I I don't know who's squirting like cream, nasty, slimy crap all over them. I don't know who does that anymore. It's certainly in me. But so I walk up to the gates, and it's early, so the, there's no line. And I walk in, and I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, hey, what's up? I scan right here. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, hey, you can't have that. And I have my cargo shorts on, and in my left pocket, in the bottom pocket, there's the... Um, the sunscreen and it's sticking out of the top of the pocket. And I looked up to the sky and there's not a cloud in the sky and it's nearly 90 degrees. And I said, um, I'm not allowed to have sunscreen. And they said, not the aerosol kind. You can't, I wasn't too big of an asshole. I kept it. I understand when, when you people take things out on people who have nothing to do with the situation that's a pretty dick move. And so, I, I mean, I was frustrated, no doubt. My body language spoke of all the words it needed to. But I said, okay, all right, well, let, let me douse myself down again before I just throw this brand new thing in the garbage can that I just jumped off of Cartersville, Georgia Highway to a crummy Walmart, which was the worst idea I came up with all day. But uh, that's another story. First of all, I take a picture of the sunscreen with the welcome to shaking ease thing in the background. And I just, you know, litter social media with it. Then I walk in and I go over to the medical tent. Not because I needed to go to the medical tent. How many people generally who go to festivals with any regularity need to go to the medical tent? Not many at all, unless you have an unfortunate situation or you just don't know how to handle yourself. Well, I, there's two guys, uh, or a guy and a girl, and they're standing up front, and I just said, and I said this very nicely. Again, my body language probably said a lot more than my words. I said, listen, since this is a safety concern with what is and isn't uh, allowed into the festival, would it be safe to say that a, that a festival not allowing you to have sunscreen, even of the aerosol type, in a 90-degree cloudless blue sky would be a major safety hazard? Is it safe to say that as an accurate statement? And of course, any idiot who knows anything knows that yes, of course that's a safety hazard. Oh, well we got all that we got plenty of uh, sunscreen here that you can use. Okay, great. I'm glad to know that now. Well, I didn't know that before. And the real question is, how many people know they can get the sunscreen at the medical tent? And since you won't allow the most effective and most popular way to shield your skin from the sun, why isn't it plastered all over your website and prominently all over your social media? This is about safety, right? So I go to the back to the threads on the social medias and I posted the picture. And so I'll give you some of the responses I got. A friend of mine, Holly, she put aerosols are commonly banned at festivals. Always wise to read the frequently asked questions before you go. Well, here's what I'll say to that. I'm on the march to 38 years old, guys. I've been doing this multiple times a year my entire adult life more than probably any of you listening to this podcast have music festivals are what i do i have never run into a sunscreen issue one time and i've been to this specific festival three years in a row on a day trip which means i carry everything as i'm on foot in my pockets never had an issue with this before laura she said we discovered this last year it sucks Casey, my friend, says, this is, inter- this is an interesting post from the guy who used to argue with anyone who would listen that sunscreen is a hoax. <laughs> I forgot all about that. When I was young in high school, for some reason, I had this 
this take that sunscreen wasn't real. It didn't do anything. That was a bad take. Let's see. So on Twitter, Shaking Knees hits me back directly from the official account and says, we allow sunscreen, just not aerosol containers. You can also stop by the medical tent to reapply at any time throughout the day. And then my buddy intern Alex from over at Hits 96 says, why would you allow that in? You're just going to smoke pot out of it. So here's the, here's the thing. Allowed and prohibited items at the festival. I printed it out. From the festival, the very first line is aerosol containers. So I know what, you know, you're, you're dumb guy out there saying, you're, you're an idiot, dude. You're dumb. You didn't check it out. This is on you, man. Okay, I, you're right. Technically, you're right. But here's the deal. I also walked in with pockets full of stuff. I wasn't wanded. I wasn't patted down. I wasn't asked what I did or didn't have in my pockets. And in my right pocket, I have this box. It's like a, it's just external power source. And it's a, this thing's a mean, mean thing, man. It's great. It, it, it can charge three phones in their fullest to 100% in like 30 minutes. This, thing, this thing's a festival jewel. And I had three different cords already plugged into it so that anybody I was around, if you needed some charge, here's the thing, plug up. Now, if you pull this out of my pocket, that means it had three cords hanging off of it. It's a box the size of about basically a, a deck of cards. And it's heavy. And if you saw it from any length away, if it wasn't right in front of you, it could look like this is something that MacGyver is dis dis disfusing in some kind of bomb device. Nobody checked about that. Nobody asked me what was in my pockets. I had a vape pen, you know, little fake cigarette thing. Nobody asked me what that was. Nobody asked me if that was a pot vape pen. I have a chain on my wallet. I know, make fun of me, whatever. Nobody asked me what that metal chain, if, if, if there was a wand that would have caught that. I had my cell phone in my back pocket. I had something in every single one of my freaking pockets, and not one person looked, patted down, wanted, or cared about any of that. All they cared about was an inane, stupid rule put into the list because of legalities. Not allowing people to use their judgment. Not allowing somebody to look at a true, clear thing of sunscreen on one of the hottest days of the year without a cloud in the sky and say, Telling this person that they can't bring the sunscreen in is dangerous and is a lack of safety. It's bureaucracy at its finest. And it's stupid. If you were so concerned about safety, why wasn't I wanted? If you're so concerned about safety, why wasn't I patted down? If you're so concerned about safety, why didn't you even ask what else was in my pockets? You just happened to see this one thing on this list and said, that can't come in. No discretion allowed. No case-by-case -case variables allowed. Who the hell has an aerosol outside of sunscreen? And who is smearing lotion sunscreen crap all over your body where you miss stuff and you get sunburned for one little inch of your body? Nobody does that. The most effective way to make sure your body is safe from the cancerous causing dangerous rays of the of the sun which is a mass of incandescent gas a gigantic nuclear furnace the most effective way to protect yourself and be safe you are not allowing in because of an inane bureaucratic legality all right
Okay. I got it. Been going to festivals countless. Countless. Never had this problem before. So. I could have had a gun in my pocket. I could have had a bomb in my pocket. I could have had glass. I could have had drugs. Nope. I had sunscreen. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Coming up, right as I got the day started, I met with a dude from Germany, and it was one of the more interesting conversations I've had in a very, very long time. Yes, the sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen mixes with helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. This is the Stone On Air podcast, and I will be right back. Scientists have found that the sun is a huge atom-crushing machine. The heat and light from the sun are caused by the nuclear reaction between hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, and helium. The sun is a Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. StoneOnAir.com And welcome back to the Stone on Air podcast, the final segment of the show. My new German friend is like a crazy corn fan. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> but we talked about a lot of different things. It does seem to be that, that Germans love their metal, man. They are metal heads. We were talking a bunch of music and um, a lot of bands that I had heard of and many that I haven't, but uh, dude certainly loved him some corn. So hopefully he checks out the show and hopefully have him on sometime. Because this is what this goes to. I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet. I don't want to get too many people pissed off. But I've done some of these segments on the old radio station. And growing up in America is a great place to be, right? I mean, like, we all love it. I'm not I'm not trying to be a hater in any way. But it's always this kind of, like, you know, this American exceptionalism that I've found to be some of the biggest bullshit ever. Yeah, we're great. Yeah, we're good. But then... Always kind of this concept, this idea, this thought that nobody else can do anything well. Nobody else can do anything right. Only we can. You know, the, the, the way we do things is best. The way we do things, whether it's from law enforcement to traffic patterns to any kind of governance of state or federal or healthcare or uh, just name it. Insert here. We do it well and nobody else does. Countries and cultures that have been around infinitely longer than this really short experiment in the history of the world, which is the United States of America. You know, two and a half hundred years is is, as long as this little experiment's gone. And at this point, I'm not exactly sure how great of an, you know, returns we're getting on this experiment. A lot of things are incredible about it. A lot of, a lot of it's not. But it's always fun to talk to somebody else from another culture and get their thoughts on 
their culture and their thoughts on the you know the culture that, that we live in and and we what might be different and interesting about the United States is we're so vast and so different than the rest of the world that German culture and United States culture like you can't you can't really compare them all that much because we have so many different geographical areas of the country that are so different everywhere you go we have our own like five to six different United States cultures from Southern California to the uh, Pacific Northwest to the uh, Northeast to the Southeast to the coasts. Texas is his own kind of world. I mean, it, it, it's you can't really just say here's American culture because it does it does change depending on where you're at. And these were just conversations over beers, so just paraphrase a little bit here. But another thing I got a lot at the old station whenever we talk about healthcare or the way different countries did or didn't do things. Would especially when it comes to healthcare, and I, I'm not the guy here to tell you what the best thing to do for our country in healthcare is right now because it is a disaster. But it you always get the guy, especially the southern redneck, who says, "Oh yeah, well, uh, why don't you go ask Canadian what they think about their health insurance? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go talk to somebody in uh, in the UK? Yeah, they'll tell you about how terrible. Yeah, it's terrible there. Yeah, okay, jackass. You know how many times I've done this now in the last ten years." half dozen minimum probably closer to a you know 10 times if i talk to somebody from another country it started with lisa greer from uh, brewer radio about uh, seven eight nine years ago or so she's from canada guess what loves her health insurance has no problems with it whatsoever then i've talked to some people from belgium on the on the phone at the old radio station guess what love their health insurance not not only like it love it have no problems None of this fake, made-up, fraudulent bullshit that comes from people who, who who just read something on, especially now, on Facebook or something. Oh, yeah, their health insurance sucks. They can't do, uh, they can't get anything. They have to wait on a list for, like, five years. You don't even know what you're talking about. Won't you go talk to somebody from Germany? Well, guess what I did, jackass? I talked to somebody from Germany. Zero issues with their socialized health care. None. No problems. Does that mean everybody has no problems? Of course it doesn't. But you can stop with that. You can quit with that. But when I asked the dude, I said, man, what, what, what is it that you miss the most? Because he spends most of his time in the States now. I was like, what is it that you miss the most? And he, he, he literally said, and he's a younger guy. I mean, it might be a little bit younger than me, not much. I was like, man, you know what I miss? I miss the Audubon. I, I miss I miss roundabouts and easy travel. I, I, I miss not being bombarded with street signs and, and traffic signals and, and, and changing speed limits everywhere I go. And I thought that was such an interesting answer because also on the old radio station, many rants that I've had were the ridiculous nature of the way that we commute and set up our highways and our byways and all, and all our cities all over the country. It's absolutely absurd. And the reason we put up all these damn traffic lights is because guess what? People are making them and somebody greases a palm and somebody gets to gets to sell a bunch of traffic lights if a city or a you know a county or a state decides to put this many in. We're in a nation of and this is the same thing back to that shaky knees deal just with this aerosol with my sunscreen, we're a nation of teaching people to follow inane rules. We're not in a nation of encouraging critical thinking and using good judgment and discretion. We're a nation of following inept rules. 
We've got a bunch of people who have lobbyists and people who are pushing their supposed, you know, grand worldview, their ideology that's superior, that starts setting all this stuff up because it makes four more dollars. It makes four more dollars. Any way to make four more dollars is a way we're going to do things. We're not going to we're not going to do road construction projects or road improvements out of safety. We're going to do it out of making four more dollars. And then spin it and say we're we're doing it as safety. Same thing at that stupid festival the other day. Oh, this is about safety. Oh yeah? Why didn't you check out to make sure I didn't have a gun on me, dude? This isn't about safety. It's about bureaucracy and bad rules. It's the same thing on the roads. Roundabouts all over Europe. No speed limits on certain highways. You don't want to go fast? Get the hell out of the fast lane. They have less traffic problems all over the country, all over the continent than this country does because we overregulate everything. So I thought that was a really interesting um, response that he had. And then the other big takeaway, as I get out here and call this thing a, a, a show, and I appreciate you guys listening to me kind of rant a little bit, was that he, when I said, uh, just again, I can't remember the question, but just when we're talking about your thoughts on on the country, and I told him right away, be critical, man. I want to hear. I want to know. He's like, man, what is so bizarre to me is how much money you guys borrow from your governments to your big corporate conglomerates to your just average everyday family or individual, you guys borrow money for everything. All you do is borrow money. And I've been screaming this for years. It is an absolute disaster of a financial situation we have in this country. It doesn't matter what the stock market says on a regular basis overall. That's all this country does is borrow money. And when people give me this fallacy about Reaganomics and the 1980s being the major boom of, of, of the last 30, 40 years, it's fake. It's fraud. It's not real. Hashtag fake news. It was based on borrowing money. That's when credit lines exploded. That's what this economy is based on. Borrowing money and, 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 and that cycle going over and over and over again. He's like, I don't get it. He's like, I don't know anybody in there. I don't know anybody who, who who takes out massive amounts of money they could potentially never pay back without 30 years of good luck. That's just not a thing. I don't get he's like, I don't get it. Hashtag best country ever, right here, right? Great country. Love it. You can get out. I don't want to get out. I like it. But to act like there's no there's no fault on this end and act like that we're the only ones that know what we're doing. That's fake. That's fraud. That's not real. And that's what I say every single week. Don't be a fraud. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone on Air podcast. I will be in Nashville this weekend doing an interview with the Dead Deads at the Tennessee Brew Works block party. And that'll be released uh, the next day or maybe even that afternoon along with my interview with Scott Carney from Wax Fang. And then May 24th. 2017, the midweek download destination and the weekly dose will be starting about a month's worth of retrospectives from the last year or so and how things make a little bit more sense now. If you knew me when I worked at a radio station recently, then you might think that's kind of interesting. So don't be a fake, don't be a fraud. Truth is always easy to remember. This space is growing and it's because people like you listen every week and I appreciate it very much and I ask you to continue to watch it. 